Welcome to Pipelineology, the business-to-business podcast for agencies, consultants, coaches, and businesses looking to build a pipeline of hot prospects ready to buy their products and services. Never wonder where your next client is coming from. To learn more about our strategies, services, and for resources on building your sales pipeline, visit Pipelineology.com. Now, on to the show. Hello, welcome everybody to Pipelineology. This is episode zero, an introduction. So let me give you the quick elevator pitch about what this is and who the heck I am. My name is Gary Ruplinger. I'm the founder of Marketing Effects and now this, the host of this podcast called Pipelineology. This is going to be a business-to-business focused podcast uh, for agencies, consultants, coaches, and really anybody that depends on meetings to grow their business. So we'll be talking about real effective strategies for prospecting, marketing automation, lead generation, sales techniques, even getting more retention, uh, referrals, churn rates, all that fun stuff. And I'm really excited to bring in some experts to kind of really dig into some of these these topics, talk about some of the cutting edge stuff and some of the fundamentals that, well, oftentimes we forget in search of cutting edge new techniques. So we'll be kind of mixing some old school with some new school. And I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So what I'd like to do is jump in and tell you a little bit about who I am, give you some background about me, and then uh, I'll invite you to listen to the next episode. So back in uh, 2012, I started selling cars and I'd been dabbling with, uh, you know, agencies, in the, having an agency in the past, trying to, you know, kind of go be out there, be an entrepreneur. And I really found that I struggled with sales. And ultimately we closed that one down and I got a job in the car sales business because I knew it would force me to get outside my comfort zone and talk to people. And, uh, you know, I know I know when any podcast host, you, know, you always kind of assume they're extroverted and and, you know, kind of want to talk to everybody. I'm I'm not. I'm very much an introvert. I would rather be at home sitting on the couch reading a book than going out, uh, you know, being the life of the party. So car sales was never a natural fit for me, but it taught me a lot of things. So I didn't sell for very long. I sold for about six months. And since I had a background in marketing, after that time, I got promoted to marketing because there was an opening in, in the department. And one of my very first projects was implementing a new CRM in the store. Um, so customer relations management, basically a system that could handle leads, uh, handle follow-up with sales, all that stuff, keeping all of our follow-up organized. And there's usually, and uh, in the automotive space especially, and I know this is pretty much across with all CRMs, is there's a pretty steep learning curve and they're oftentimes not very intuitive. So a lot of what I was doing was learning how to do it so that I could teach our sales staff how to use it effectively so that we didn't go from selling, you know, a whole bunch of cars one month and then have a huge drop off just because we couldn't figure out what the heck was going on with our system. So my job was really putting in place follow-up systems, figuring out, all right, if a lead comes in, how do we get that into a salesperson? How do we write the messages? How do we make sure that we're 
keeping in touch with these people uh, because, I mean, automotive, just like many businesses, is very competitive. So if you're slow to follow up with people, you're going to lose that sale. Somebody else is going to be faster and they're going to they're going to win. So that was a lot of what we spent time. I spent time doing early on was writing email messaging and training salespeople. Now, shortly thereafter, we kind of changed the strategy at the dealership to bring in uh, what in that industry is called a BDC rep. Um, you probably, probably the more standard term is, is an SDR, a sales development representative. Um, in this case, it, it stands for business development center or business development representative. And this was a really an interesting time at the dealership because now we had a, a whole department. In this case, it was just one person to start with. But her job was to take all the incoming internet leads and follow up with them and set appointments. So no longer were we just giving leads to salespeople and assuming that every that they had everything under control, they would do all the follow-up, they would do all the all the talking to them and and then bring them in and sell the car. Instead, we were relying on, a, on a, in, an intermediate person to do that type of outreach. And there was a ton of resistance to it at first because they said, who is this person? She doesn't know cars. I'm better at this. And initially, you know what? They were right. She didn't. But she was really friendly. People really liked her. And ultimately, that probably really is what kind of helped save this whole thing. Because you're right, she didn't, they were right. She didn't know how to answer a lot of those questions, but she was able to bring people in anyway. So what we really focused on was, well, how do we make sure that all the follow-up is being done systematically um, in, in a structured way that we're not just assuming that somebody can keep track of it in their head? So I started writing templates. And then I started writing more templates because the standard stuff that kind of comes in a CRM, the standard stuff that most people are using, you know, the typical thank you for contacting such and such, we'll get back to you shortly is, is terrible. Just like being on hold when, you know, you get that thing that buzzes in and says, your call is very important to us, where you just, you roll your eyes and they go in the back of your head. So we started working on the messaging, making it more personality driven, more interesting something that didn't sound like it was, you know, written by somebody who's, you know, sitting in an office that's never talking to anybody that hates their job. We wanted to make us approachable and different. And I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I, I like creativity. I like, I like to, you know, have fun with it. But at the end of the day, if numbers aren't there, it doesn't work. So that was, that was kind of the first thing was convincing my boss that, hey, these messages are going to be much more effective. They're longer, yes. They're, 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 not, they're not in the normal mold of what we would typically see a, a business or a dealership sending out. But they're going to get attention. And he said, how do we know? So we, the nice thing was we had a new system, and it had great tracking for response rates, open rates, that type of thing. So we tracked those messages and we learned a whole lot is, is one is that people will respond to well-written templated messages. In fact, they will respond to them better than average custom written messages simply because they're designed that way. And it makes sense if you really think about it. If, uh, 
if you're if you're a writer and you spend a day working on a single message, you you probably at the end of the day are going to come up with a pretty good, well crafted, well written message. If you're a salesperson and you've got 40 people to follow up with today, and you have to write a custom message for each of them, they're probably going to be short. They're probably not even going to have spell check, you know, grammar. Basically, whatever autocorrect does is good enough, and they'll get sent out. And that was really what we found was that, yeah, these, these well-written, well-thought-out sequences performed much better in terms of getting response rates. So that was really, for me, where this whole, it's not necessarily just about marketing, but it's about follow-up and what we do after the lead comes in, really getting a, a deep dive into that. And we'll kind of fast forward a little bit. I eventually got promoted to marketing director for the entire automotive group and then moved um, moved to another state to run um, an entire, to be a, what's called a BDC director, which essentially means I ran the inbound call center for 16 stores. And this was really kind of an eye-opening experience because we had a, a and again, we had jet, they, this company had just switched to a, a new CRM themselves. And this one had lots and lots of tracking, things I really loved because now it wasn't just emails, it was integrated with phones so we could see how those played together and text messages and chat. And we could kind of see it all in one place finally. And this really made a big difference in terms of how we were able to train, the types of messages we were able to write, the types of sequences we were able to put together. And Again, this time I had a, a much larger team of, of people to work with to write messages and essentially bring in appointments. That was our, our deliverable was appointments at our individual stores across the country. And again, we found that there was resistance at some stores from salespeople saying, we don't need this, we don't want this. But every time we measured it, we found that by having these systems in place and doing this follow-up, we got better results than the stores could individually because the nice thing about having somebody who's dedicated to a position is that that's all they're doing. A salesperson, you know, they might be out on the lot. They might be talking to a customer, so they don't have time to do follow-up. And it's the first thing to get goes by the wayside. If you have somebody in front of you, you're obviously not following up. So... Ultimately, what ended up happening is, we'll kind of fast forward a little bit, is leaving that position, and that was because the company decided to downsize. I, I, like, to, I like to position it as, you know, I, I left, but ultimately they, they closed the department down. And I started my own agency back up, thinking, all right, I know how to sell now, I know how to follow up, I know how to set appointments, this is going to be easy. And at first it was. I reached out to people that I knew in my warm market, like most people who are starting a business do, went in and just said, hey, can I can I tell you what I'm doing? Can I come meet? And just about everybody said yes. So I met with a whole bunch of, you know, people from my from my uh, previous uh, corporate career and lo and behold, signed up several new clients. And again, like I said, I thought, oh gosh, this business thing, this time around is gonna be easy. And it stalled. And because I was spending more and more time working on doing delivering the the uh, delivering the services versus 
continuing to prospect, having a system in place for bringing in new, fresh new leads. So, right, because when you're when you're a small business, you don't you don't have a big sales team, you don't have a big ad budget to work with. And for me, I personally like dis- disliked cold calling, so that was not really a good option for me. But ultimately, what I stumbled on was something that I'd done probably at that point a decade before, kind of dabbled with, which, which was cold email. And cold email, there's nothing fancy about it. There's really nothing glamorous about it. It's essentially finding people's emails and reaching out and saying, hey, can I tell you about my services? Basically what I was doing with my warm market, uh, except you get a lot more resistance. You get a lot more. There's, there's, You don't have that rapport built with people initially. They don't trust you. They don't know you. In fact, they don't even really want to talk to you. They really don't think you can help them, but just in case, they'll take your call. And I found that that really kind of changed the the way the follow-up needed to be done. But having so much background with it was able to put together, start putting together these sequences, these systems, the language and the approach to setting appointments from cold outreach to the point where we were able to finally get a reliable system for bringing in clients again. And then I noticed something is that I'd be in different forums and different groups, whether it was Facebook or LinkedIn or, or even just on the internet at large. And I noticed that a lot of other business owners, people doing B2B work, uh, a lot of new agency owners, that type of thing, SaaS companies having the same question. How, how do I get more meetings? How do I book more appointments? So one thing kind of led to another and I started offering a cold email prospecting service to people and it was it was immediately popular because everybody was having the same problem. I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm not getting responses to my messages. Nobody's scheduling with me. So we we'd go in and we we'd rework the messages. We we'd write you know, we'd cut do basically take an approach that a copywriter would. We'd spend a lot of time on each individual message figuring out how to systemize it so that it didn't take up a lot of time. And lo and behold, appointments would start, or responses would come in, we'd follow up with them, and then they'd book appointments and sales would be closed. So that is essentially, in a nutshell, what we did. Now we keep evolving the system. We do, we, we go much, we go quite a bit beyond cold email these days. We do full prospecting services for our clients. And, uh, you know, for me, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's kind of that nice, a combination of using humans plus automation and technology. So it's a little, a little old school. It's a little new school. Um, and it, it's, it's one of those things that can produce great results. And that is how we got here to this podcast is I want to really kind of expand the message, share, share some techniques for other businesses out there that might be saying we need some help getting more, more meetings, whether you're a solar pra- solo practitioner and you just need a you know a, a small supply of, of appointments every month, or you have a whole sales team where you need to fill. So I've got a great series of interviews coming up for you on prospecting and outreach. We've got some sales training experts coming in. We've got people who are going to be talking about uh, kind of expanding that out and going into content, and we're going to be doing it all from a business to business perspective. So if you're um, in the agency world, you know, SaaS companies, consultants, coaches, I think you're going to love this podcast and I hope you're going to stick around. Um, So hopefully you can subscribe. But uh, if anything, just 
let's listen to, hopefully you will listen to the next podcast, which is going to be how to get clients from LinkedIn. So that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for listening to my introduction. And I look forward to getting to know you a little better in future episodes. So thanks for listening to Pipelineology. This is Gary Ruplinger, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Pipelineology podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.